Thank you for joining me this Friday, the 4th of November. I'm Grady Wool for Market Analyst with Bell Direct. This is the weekly market update. Well, the price of iron ore entered free fall mode this week amid China's ongoing COVID-19 related lockdowns in hope of the region reaching its zero COVID goal. The price of the key commodity fell 13.3% over the last week to trade around 81.5 US dollars a tonne, which is down 16.84% over the last month alone. Adding to the price woes of iron ore was further data out of China showing factory activity in the region fell to 49.2 in October from 50.1 in September due to the frequent COVID-19 outbreaks. China's peak steelmaking body, the China Iron Ore and Steel Association, or CISA, said demand for steel will remain weak as the industry faces severe conditions, including no end in sight to the country's COVID-19 control measures. CISA also revealed profits for its member companies fell 71% to 92.8 billion won or $19.96 billion over the first nine months of the year. Rising raw material prices and concerns of a global recession are weighing on China's steel demand, which is a key driver for the price of Australian iron ore. Demand in the region is also weakened by China's debt crisis in the property sector, decreasing the government's ability to inject stimulus into infrastructure, which is a key driver of steel demand. To make matters worse, the pandemic has caused a prolonged downturn in China's property sector, with more than 30 Chinese real estate companies defaulting on their international debt, while tightening credit conditions and rising interest rates are weighing on new building developments. Iron ore is Australia's top export commodity, with 80% of Australia's iron ore exports going to China in 2021. Such weakening demand hit local iron ore miners hard this week, with Fortescue Metals Group falling almost 2%, BHP losing 2.75%, Mineral Resources falling 6.6% and Champion Iron tumbling almost 6% over the last five days. The disruption to global markets extends well beyond iron ore, though, with Apple's iPhone factories caught up in the lockdowns, as well as Estee Lauder's cosmetic factories, McDonald's restaurants and Starbucks coffee shops, to name a few, all reporting impact from COVID-19 lockdowns in the region. With economists believing China's GDP will slow to between 2.8% to 3.2% this year as the economy grapples with COVID-19 lockdowns, a property market crisis and $350 trillion US dollars debt issue, it is important for you to assess which stocks in your portfolio have exposure to China, what the exposure means for performance and how the company addresses and or adapts to current market conditions in China. Locally, the ASX added 1.06% from Monday to Thursday as the market rallied early in the week after the RBA maintained its dovish rate hike approach, increasing the country's cash rate by just 25 basis points for November. The sell-off late in the week, though, was not enough to weigh the market into the red, but was spurred on by the US Federal Reserve maintaining its hawkish approach to tackling inflation in the, in the region by raising the country's interest rate by a further 75 basis points for November. Markets around the world were sold off following the announcement out of the US as investor fears of a global recession were enhanced by Fed Chair Jerome Powell saying there are no grounds for complacency just yet. The winning stocks from Monday to Thursday were Perpetual, which rose 17.63% after the Australian Investment Fund and Trustee Group announced it has received and rejected a takeover offer for $30 per share from a consortium of BPEA Private Equity and fund manager Regal Partners.
Imugene added 15.15% from Monday to Thursday, and Coronado Global Resources jumped almost 12.4% over the four days. While Domino's Pizza tumbled 14.66% this week after releasing a disappointing trading update at its AGM, including network sales falling 1.8% year-to-date. Lendlease also fell 10.7% after the company released a strategy update and outlook for FY23 on Thursday. Taking a look at the All Lords, Janison Education soared 27.91% following the release of the educational tech company's first quarter trading update. ReadyTech added 26.48% over the week and Nitro Software jumped 20.23%. Bravura Solutions nosedived 47% from Monday to Thursday after the company released a disappointing trading update, revealing the company needed to be reconfigured. The most traded stocks by Bell Direct clients from Monday to Thursday were seven group holdings, Borrell, Harvey Norman, Woolworths, BHP and Treasury Wine Estates. Investors also bought into Whitehaven Coal while taking profits from Commonwealth Bank of Australia, Pilbara Minerals and WA1 Resources. And the most traded ETFs this week were iShares S&P 500 ETF, BetaShares ASX Strongbear Hedge Fund and Vanek MSCI International Quality. On the economic data front for next week, Westpac Consumer Confidence data for November and NAB Business Confidence data for November are out on Wednesday, while core US inflation rate data for October is out on Thursday, with the market expecting US core inflation to rise 0.1% and headline inflation to 4.1%. That's all we have time for today. I'm Grady Wolf with Bell Direct. Have a lovely Friday, enjoy your weekend and as always, happy investing.